honor that potential, all those talents, those interests, those passions, those aspirations that live in me and to give them for, make them come alive. Because I know from my past when I haven't done certain things, how that's made me feel. And it, it is quite devastating. So from my own experience, I now help women do exactly the same because I know what it means to not let that potential, that creative potential, your purpose, your life purpose, come to the world. Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be. My guest today is Lucia. She's a serial professional driven by life of meaning and connection with the mission to help people create a life of fulfillment through connecting their talents, creativity and aspirations to a career that is is an expression of who they truly are. So hello, Lucia, welcome to the call. Hi Dawn, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, obviously, my show is all about anxiety and people's experience with anxiety, whether big or small. And uh, I invite people here to tell us their stories and where anxiety showed up in their life. So over to you. Okay. So my experience of anxiety, what I've observed, is that it generally always shows (laughs) up when I'm about to make some changes in my life. Okay. And when I say changes, they're quite notable changes, you know, doing something different, something new, moving out of what I was doing. So familiar, that comfort zone, going into something that maybe I haven't done, something that I would like to do, but never done before. Mm-hmm. And that's when the internal alarms start going off. <laughs> <It's really interesting. laughs> yeah, we've all had those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's going on? <laughs> what are you thinking of doing? And it's that that movement of uh, emotions and feelings that start coming up. And then this conversation, my conversation, which I call the inner critic, the the saboteur, because potentially can sabotage what I need to do to put in place the next step. So this voice, this inner voice of mine can be extremely challenging and sometimes so challenging that it does take over and potentially does sabotage me making that decision and acting on it yeah so does that show up as as a whole host of feelings or, or are you able to bring logic into that argument generally yes you know you know from your own experience what that response is all about but sometimes it can be so powerful, the volume's turned up so loud. And if you're feeling a little bit insecure or your energy's a bit lower than normal, it can take over. Yeah. It can take over. Uh, it depends, it depends on that week, on that day. You know, we're human beings. We're not we're not every day the same person, even though that we are, but some days you wake up better than others, yeah. depending on what's happened the day before, et cetera, et cetera. So I find that that voice can take over if I haven't slept very well or if I've had a particularly stressful week. So my energy levels may be a bit more under pressure mm-hmm. um, or maybe the new challenge, the new change I need to make is so big that my internal uh, fears really start like alarms going off. And 
it starts to become very overwhelming, so much so that it does engage my own thinking, which I describe it as turning against me. So it's negative thinking telling me almost to stop because it's too difficult. Uh, it's not worth the effort. Um, it's impossible. And I know it's not true because I've gone beyond yeah. this voice in the past and I've gone through that dark moment, through that negativity, and have always found light on the other side. I know, I remember from my own experience, just push through that negative talk, that self-doubt, because it's there for a reason. And I know, I know that it's not a harmful, yeah. evil voice that wants to really sabotage my life, but it's like what I what I would describe as a overly protective parent that loves you so much wants to keep you safe from yeah. harm not to take any unnecessary risks stay where it's safe where it's familiar where you know etc etc and that's why that voice is there to keep me from taking any unnecessary risks yeah but those absolutely. risks are necessary which yeah. we all we all know if we want to move forward we want to progress in our lives involve we need to change things and there's always a risk when you go to what you know to what you don't know yeah, absolutely. So when when those voices uh, turn up in your head, are they almost like having a, do you have a, a good cop, bad cop type thing? You know, the angel and the devil are having an argument or is it just a whole load of thoughts about why you maybe shouldn't do it or what ifs or how does that show up for you? So it's kind of a one-sided conversation, a monologue. Okay. So I'm listening to this voice of self-doubt and if I listen to it and start internalizing to a point where I start believing it, then, then it's, it becomes a it's big problem. stronger. Yeah, what we focus on gets bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's there's been times where it's been really overwhelming, so much so that, and this is my advice to everybody, is that, you know, seek help. Because when you are being, when you're left alone with these thoughts and they, the volume gets higher and higher and higher, it really helps to have an external person just to act as a mirror to regain focus, regain your perspective and get on top of those negative, that negative banter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, if you, you seek help with the right person, then you, you can express all of that in a really safe place and make sure exactly. that you after. A, a sort of a chat or a talk or, or a session with somebody you can they can you know make sure that you are in a good place when you leave and you're not left in that horrible dungeon as such of of self self-doubt um you know or uncomfortable feeling you know it, it can be a case of you know helping you move out of that um so that you can move forward so so has this always shown up in your life you know all the way through more or less, mm -hmm. but there are moments where it's the volume's really low yes. and I know it's there and I just realise that it's doing what it's programmed to do mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> to, keep, to, keep, to keep me safe. I'm like, okay, thank you. So I'm, I'm working alongside this background voice, mm -hmm. realising why it's there and continue um, pushing through, going through the motions, through that transformation, through that transition from moving into something new which always takes a lot of energy and a lot of a lot of work yeah. um as we all know changes come with their challenges sometimes greater sometimes less and that voice is always there 
It's mm. always there. It's 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 always been there. But sometimes it can be overwhelming. And that's that's something that we need to be really mindful of. That when the volume's turned up, it means that the change is really necessary. <laughs> it's like yeah. something is calling you and that voice is getting bigger, <laughs> getting louder. It's like a it's like a tug of war, isn't it? You know, the, the desire to move forward with this new thing and your mind said, oh, oh, no, we're going to pull you back. No, we're not. We're going to get this way. No, we're going to get this way. And it's, um, but it's yeah. it interesting what you say about, you know, the mind um, or our unconscious mind or our, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, our, our innate being is there to keep us alive, not to make us happy, not to make us fulfilled, but just keep us living. So whenever yeah. we look to step outside of our comfort zone or go and do something sort of wildly different to what we're doing, you know, you can you can sort of understand why your your mind or, or your subconscious says, hey, hang on a second, that might be dangerous um, and and gives you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. You know, let's keep you sat quietly in front of the TV watching wonderful, happy films on Netflix and you know eat a couple of times a day but just stay just stay there nice and safe yes it's that program for survival like you said yeah. it's not it's not about being fulfilled or having meaningful life just a no. safe life <laughs> a safe life a safe life and a safe, safe life, life can be <laughs> a safe life can be nice but only if you're doing what you actually want to do you know um and so many of us just want so much more of a, out of our lives uh, just to to experience as much as possible yeah but we do pay a price for being apparently safe and secure. Sometimes oh, we give yeah. up, we give up more than we realize um, by by stake. Like we call that our comfort zone, and it's a terminology that we've become all aware aware of. Yeah. And but maybe we're still in it, not knowing how to get out of it because the program is is you know biologically there. Uh, it's, it's part of our physical being, and it, and when we when we move in the physical world towards something new, that innate alarm goes off of yeah. my comfort zone is being is being provoked here. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts moving those emotional waters. And then once they get really turbulent, the thinking then starts happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that 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 internal negative talk really the volume starts really going up. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a really interesting idea um, that, that's sort of floating around at the moment, and it's been around for a long time, but it seems to have come to the fore a little bit more at the moment, is that do something every day that makes you uncomfortable, which pushes the limit in one area of your life, whether that's physically or mentally, and um, because then your mind sort of gets used to it. And I, you know, I can contest to that when I decided several years ago just to sort of rent out my house and go live in Africa in, in Zambia for a couple of years and and you know working on a safari lodge and you know drive boats on the Zambezi that was so far out of my comfort zone my anxiety was going completely ballistic at that point saying what on earth are you doing all these things are going to physically kill you and you know stay safe in your nice little house in in, in Devon and 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 not go there um but actually, because I've done some of these things over the years, now I don't get that because it's almost like 
my mind sort of says, oh, okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll go with this for a bit and see how it goes. Because I've been doing all these sort of, to some people, really silly, you know, mad things over the years. But my mind is now saying, okay, well, you know, you can cope with most things. We'll, we'll just keep an eye on you type of thing. And it's, it's, a, it's a really weird feeling because, you know, my anxiety was massive years ago, but because I've been pushing pushing past this constantly, my mind is saying, okay, fine, we're resigned now. Um, so have you found that with, as you've moved on, it's less of an issue? It's definitely less of an issue when you have the experience of dealing with it. Yeah. So that experience brings learning and embedded wisdom from the knowledge of that experience. So, yeah, so it's all a, it's all a learning curve, and that exercise that you mentioned really does help to develop the willpower, the will, to overcome those moments. And to, it's like a training to to step into the the unfamiliar if you have always been in the familiar. So to to challenge yourself. Yeah, and I find you know when I get that sort of um, anxiety feeling, that sort of warning almost. Um, however small it is, some, you know, most of the time it's quite small, but um, I almost like talk to it and say, oh, that's interesting. What are you, what are you telling me? What are you, it's like having that conversation with it. Um, that's how I, I deal with it. But so how do you deal with it? So if it's quietly in the background, I just kind of ignore it. Okay. But when the volume goes up, like really loudly, yeah. Then I talk very loudly externally, like stop, <laughs> literally <laughs> telling him who, well, him or her, um, who's boss. And it's incredible. It's automatic. When I become intentional with like, no, this is what's happening. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, you've spoken back to me. That's enough. And it's really, really interesting just to witness how powerful that is when you literally stand up intentional no I'm not listening this is what's happening and it stops automatically yeah yeah it's a very clear thing uh, to do isn't it um you know and that's why I think you know affirmations are really powerful um when we are going to step outside of our comfort zone we know we're going to do something challenging to sort of say those very positive I am statements to help you on that journey yeah, but the affirmations, you really have to deeply believe in them. Yeah. And sometimes you have... we can be passively, you know, affirming certain things, but not truly, truly believing. Because if yeah. it's not imprinted in our hearts, in our minds, it's not going to have the same effect. So it's, no. it can't be a passive affirmation. You have to be really in yeah. your words. It has to be completely intentional, completely yeah. believing, really strong, really strong affirmation. I know some people will just sort of read off a list of things and, you know, and there's no there's no power or emotion behind them. So you've really got to. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. So. So with your with your journey through all these different things, how, how has that sort of come to where you are now? You know, how has that led you to where you are now? Has any of that anxiety led you into what you do now? Or or is that just part of the journey for you? Yeah, it has. It's been part of the journey of who I am as an individual. And the experiences that I've had are now 
helping other women to go through what I've been through. So my journey has been to always unleash my purpose. And my purpose was based on my creative potential and that that had many different forms. So to explore those different potentials within me, I have moved from one career to the next, but for me, they're all they're, they're all connected. So into education, into events management, uh, I created my own pedagogical consultancy. I also ran international workshops for women with a discipline called dance fee. And then I moved into school leadership, coming back mm -hmm. into the UK. So it's been a really interesting journey for me to realise how I've been able to really honour that potential, all those talents, those interests, those passions, those aspirations that live in me and to give them form, make them come alive. Because I know from my past when I haven't done certain things, how that has made me feel. And it, it is quite devastating. So from my own experience... I now help women do exactly the same because I know what it means to not let that potential, that creative potential, your purpose, your life purpose, um, come to the world. Yeah. And so now what I'm doing is helping women to do exactly that, to unleash their purpose and to build a career around it. Because that's particularly difficult in the creative space, isn't it? So many of us, when we go through school, um, you know, the, a lot of the attitudes, certainly when I was at school, that you can't be an artist or, you're, or very few people can make a living out of these um, creative enterprises. You know, it's almost like it, you go and get a proper job and do that on the side. Is that something that you, you've come across? So when we talk about creativity, there's this misconception that it's it's related to the arts uh, and it's binary. It's, you either are creative or you're not. Mm -hmm. And it's not really that, you know, creativity is the ability to to think creatively. And that means thinking out of the box, finding solutions to problems. So that creative that creative potential is needed in all industries. Mm -hmm. But as you rightly said, the fact that it's not educated in within yeah. our school systems means that it's very unlikely that it will be developed. And we, you know, we do see a lot of um, lot of different schooling systems um, educate in a very linear way yeah. where. It's, the, it's a very logical, linear way of educating the child and it's very exam-based. So it's teaching for the exam. It's yes. filling, filling the answers to certain questions. So it's not exactly asking you to think, develop ideas. Um, we're not developing the ability to create with our hands because when we use our hands to, to create objects, uh, or to paint, or to creatively write, uh, to, or poetry, working with any medium, we're forming the physical uh, and creating something that doesn't yet exist. So that's really helping to develop the imagination. Yes. And also the will. When you, when you are physically involved in creating something from not existing to being part of that 
metamorphosis because when you have a material it's it starts in one form and then the end is something else you've created that and to do that regularly throughout your childhood years really helps to develop your willpower your ability to imagine and ultimately to develop your capacity to think because what's really important in education is that all the body is involved in the learning and that we're not just thinking heads that have to respond to questions and, and they that all ultimately have one answer that you need to memorize find in a text that does not help develop creative thinking yeah i yeah i worked with uh, teenagers i did a lot of youth work and one of the things that i found really frustrating is that um, in my experience with this particular group, they just wanted us to tell them what to do. And because I said to them, well, you know, no, you figure it out. You know, there was give them a problem and leave them to, to work it out between them because they were just so used to being told, do this, do this, do this within a school environment that actually they never really had to think for themselves. As you said, they never had to problem solve. They never had to be creative in the way they solved a problem. And the the physical elements that you're talking about as well, is it was very much fascinating to watch because one of the tasks we, we did with them is we, we picked up, um, we had about six different small tents with the, the, the canvas cover and all the poles and we just muddled them all up and we said to them, okay, sort them out. It was just a teamwork thing. That was the, the basis of it. But it was like, um, it was just fascinating to watch because they they hadn't ever needed to solve these problems. So I, I can sort of link that with some of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been working in Steiner Waldorf Education, um, which is an education which is still an education that is not a free education. So unfortunately, mm. it's not available to everybody but it is from my experience the most profound and well-rounded education because it really intentionally works to develop the will through Mm -hmm. all the physical activity the imagination the fantasy realm through all the through the way art is weaved in all subjects it's weaved within all academic subjects so everything comes alive. So you live it as an experience. Uh, you color it. You sing it. You you express it in your in your in your dialogue. So you really bring it from inside to out, and that then helps to develop the thinking. When you've developed the um, the realm of the the will, the faculty of will, sorry, and the the feeling. The feeling faculty is something we don't really develop in our educational system to learn to love what you do. Because when you love what you do, it's incredible how that learning becomes imprinted within the child. And in in, um, Steiner Waldorf schools, we call that within the soul realm. So it's that 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 inner body which is absorbing all the color or the music or the rituals just the love of learning and that's when education really really happens when you love what you're doing and this is a huge part of um, what I'm doing with the women today it's like really 
the question is do you love what you do because if you if you don't you'll get that answer straight away and and you'll when you start to look at how it makes you feel it's it's quite obvious you're not fulfilled you're not happy and i see that with children i wish i didn't have to go to school it's almost like and they do say it i'm just wasting my time yeah and that's that's very sad it's very uneducational because the children as adults need to love what they do otherwise it will have no meaning at all in their life and then why do we do that yeah exactly. we are wasting our time and there's <laughs> We're not so okay. many there's so many adults that are just living a life that they they really they find unfulfilling uninspiring you know they're just going through the motions of you know, go to work, come home, maybe do eat and have some social time, go to bed, get up the next day, go to work. And, and it's that sort of drudge of, you know, just monotony, this whole sort of thing, and really afraid to step outside of that and explore. You know, I, I know I've spoken to some people when I say to them, what do you want? And, and it's almost like they're, they're afraid to think about that. They're afraid to dream about that because it almost makes what where they are so much worse if they, they start that process, you know. Have you come across that at all? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, because when you realise you're not where you need to be, where you need to be means a lot of work. <laughs> because it, yeah. it means like okay i'm on the wrong path i've identified that to get on the right path i need to make some changes and that takes that takes a lot of courage a lot of action and effort a lot of will uh, it can be overwhelming um so to acknowledge it means a lot of effort and work afterwards. To not acknowledge it, it's like better <laughs> the devil you don't know. It's just like, yeah, yeah. just ignore it. Just ignore it. <laughs> I'll keep going to my day job and, and you know, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps I can just make that better. Yeah, I know. And it's, um, and of course, the thing is, when you do acknowledge that actually, I don't want to be doing this. I don't, you know, I'm not where I want to be. My life is not how it wants to be. I mean, I deal with, with clients with that through their anxiety. You know, and it's pointing people in the right direction and saying, well, what do you want to do? Um, and it's that sort of almost like pie in the sky thinking. You say, well, you know, why is it so, why do we feel it's so unattainable sometimes, so, so much of the time? You know, everyone will say to me, well, I'd love to be doing something, but that's just not going to happen. Um, and it's, it's almost like we dismiss it before we've even tried to get there. You know, it's not an overnight fix, but, you know, how much effort do we actually put in to get where we want to go? Like you said before, if you haven't ever done anything similar, you've just followed what you thought you were supposed to be or what you were told to do. You've just literally followed external advice, yeah. uh, et cetera. And you've never actually thought about, well, what do I really want to do? It's a question you've never really pondered. So, of course, if you've never, ever interacted with that question and followed the path of your own purpose, then it would seem so unfamiliar, impossible, because you've never, ever had that, yeah. that experience. So it's, you know, it's never too late to start. So... When we ask that question, that even if it's the first time in our life, great, doesn't matter when you ask that question, because it's it's always at the right time and right 
right space yeah. for you at that time means that everything is in place you're getting closer to it that's why that question's come up now yeah so it doesn't matter if it's in your 20s or 40s or 60s because you're ready now that question is starting mm. to emerge now and in answering that question you will get one close one step closer yeah to where you need to get so it's all with starting where you're at answer that question and and take it yeah. from there it's all about asking that question because if we don't ask that question nothing's going to happen it really yeah. is that simple it's like saying um when the student is ready the teacher will appear so yes. if you're ready to make yeah. a change yeah then that question's going to come up and, and and i find you know when, when i i deal with clients you know there's certain periods of life as well i think those questions tend to come up when you've got a big change in your life you know perhaps you're looking at, at getting married or perhaps you've just been divorced or separated or whatever or you know um your children have left home or you've lost your job or there's always the you know certainly through my own life there's been plenty of times where i thought oh right what now what now? you know there's been these these sort of forks in the road opportunities for me to say okay well that's what I was doing because I had to earn money or I had to that that was what I ended up doing is that where I want to go now you know we have these opportunities quite often and then but we don't always take them you know because it's that as you say it's a social thing it's about having a job and doing this and the expectations of the people around you and and sometimes just trying to pay the bills and all sorts of things so um, so how do you help people um, with that? How do you, you know, what's the, the sort of the, the scenario um, of how you help people? So to really help people, the best way to help people is for them to uncover the answers themselves. Okay. And that is always through uh, good questions, questions that help them to activate, to Go beyond the familiar. It's like, if yeah. anything was possible, take away all those thoughts that you have that because of that, this can't happen. If anything was possible, what could you be doing? So here we're helping um, the individual to start thinking, imagining all the different possibilities to gain a new perspective on how yeah. it could be if it was possible. So when you activate that possibility, those new opportunities, yeah. it's that wall then starts to disintegrate and the horizon opens and you, you then you have lots of options which you didn't realize you had before that conversation so those options then act as um, new possibilities and yeah. then that's how I help my clients through their own discovery of the possibilities that that live within them that that are waiting for them to act on. Yeah. Amazing, exciting journey as well, you know, to just sit, sit there with a sort of blank piece of paper and say, okay, what do I want my life to look like? What is it, what is it I wanna be doing? It's so exciting. <laughs> it is exciting, it is, it's, it's amazing, it is. absolutely. I, I love it, I'm, I'm totally on purpose. When I, when I witness this transformation of this not knowing to this becoming and transforming and seeing people's lives radically change yeah. uh, and then they're completely on purpose they're alive and it's just beautiful to see i there's nothing there's nothing 
I don't think there's anything worse just to see that for me, when I see so much potential in somebody and it just sits there like a treasure undiscovered and it's yeah. there, others can see it. And sometimes they can't or they can, but they just feel for whatever reason, it's it has to remain dormant because I don't have this, I don't have that to make it possible. But in reality, they just lack in that moment in time the, the ability to to see how that treasure could be brought to the world and shared with the world and, you know, to unleash that purpose. Um, so that transformation is always always a gift yeah. for me to, to, As, to observe. Yeah, I suppose sometimes when, you know, when people, they, they sort of go into the dream, but it, it becomes a habit to then pull yourself back, you know, if, if you haven't. And so ha having somebody to help you through that process is going to be, immensely rewarding because otherwise we're just going to slip back into the routine into the old thinking into the um you know staying where we are because it just feels so difficult so as you said overwhelming so out of my comfort zone then you know anxiety is flaring up as if say what on earth are you doing get back in your box um and so having somebody by your side I, I guess is is the the key thing in these in these situations. So, so how can people work with you, Lucia? Thank you for asking that, Dawn. So, for anybody that is resonating with this conversation, feeling that they have a purpose, uh, something that lives within them, that they're meant for something greater, something more, we can go through the circumstances of this person, this individual, through 45-minute free breakthrough calls that I offer. So this is a call that is for the individual to help them make that breakthrough and to, after 45 minutes, have a much clearer understanding of who they are, what they bring to the world, and start to put in place how that could come into being. And if we want to work together, then that's in a different call. But this call is a free call that I want to give as a gift. And we will Fabulous. look at, we'll look at what is your purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll put all your, your um, details in the show notes so people can uh, book a call with you or get in contact by email or through your website, etc. So it's been Fabulous talking to you today. What I always ask my guests is for three takeaways, you know, either advice or pointers or ideas that my listeners can take away from this conversation. Yeah, sure. So we've mentioned quite a few uh, in our dialogue so far. An important one is positive thinking. So to cultivate and exercise positive thinking. So that would mean, okay, I'm going to have an exercise today where I'm going to be conscious about what I say, the thoughts I have. And if they're negative thoughts, I will replace them with positive thoughts. And that makes a huge difference because um, when we are talking in negative terms, like I can't. OK, it's an exercise, positive thinking. I can. So you're reinforcing what you can do as opposed to what you can't do. Mm -hmm. So that's that's an a great exercise to be conscious of your your inner talk yeah. and also the, the the conversations that you have with people. 
that takes a while because often we go into um, kind of passive mode where we just use a language that we've always used. Yeah. But it's interesting when you become conscious. So when you're conscious and self-aware, you may be aware that certain certain words have more of a negative tone to them mm -hmm. and to step in and swap it around and change your change your vocabulary because <clears throat> vocabulary words really uh, influence our thinking so yes. the words we use the vocabulary we use uh, will influence the way we think which then also ties into the way we feel so it's very very powerful mindful positive conversation so both inner and outer so that's yes. One piece of homework for everybody listening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, and um, point three? So, positive environment. To mm. ensure that your environment is positive. So that would be the people that you surround yourself with, because that's really interesting. The, the company we keep, our teams at work, our families, our partners, our parents, and to really observe if though if that environment is conducive to our getting on purpose so for example if we are sharing with people around us what we would like to do but they are acting as they're the partner of the self-doubt yes. um up in the anxiety saying no no you can't do it giving you all the reasons to not make that change to make that transition be aware of that and change the environment so be mindful of the people that you surround yourself with and to be in an environment where <clears throat> you are supported and upheld and <clears throat> that will make a huge difference. Yeah. So absolutely. the positive environment, make sure you are surrounded by supporting positive people because that what that is huge. It's actually key. It's it's very important. Yeah, and I talk about that a lot, you know, with, with my clients in, in as much as you have um, your diet is not just what you eat, it's everything you consume. So the people you hang out with, the places you go, the news you listen to or not, as the case may be. So all of that has an impact on our our, our mindset, on our, our belief system, on our internal dialogue, all of that actually joins in with that so it's 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 really about making sure that we we sort of live live in the the in a conscious way with the people who are aligned with us and supportive of us and on our side and willing to cheer us on our cheerleaders and our supporters so yeah absolutely that's yeah so Anyway, Lucia, it's been lovely speaking with you today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I hope you've uh, enjoyed it too. I have, Dawn. It's been wonderful. Thank you for having me again. And um, so take care and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you another time. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, Please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.